so there's like little pseudo paragraphs in here. So, you know, Paragraphs. feel free to otherwise known well, as sentences. Yeah. Sometimes it's two or three sentences. But yes, a mini paragraph otherwise known as a sentence. Thank you. <laughs> Hello and welcome to JudgeCast. This is episode 173. My name is Brian Perlman. I am joined, as always, by Jess Dunks. Hi, this is Jess. And back again, our new co-host, Brogan Elizabeth King. Ooh, middle name. Hello, yeah. friends. Usually the middle name only comes out when you're in trouble, so watch out. I, yeah. Ooh. I, I'm going to try really hard to not get in trouble. <laughs> Okay, so um, this particular episode, last episode, uh, I think Jess mentioned the fact that our last replacement episode, or our first replacement effect episode, was in the 40s, like episode 40, 42, something like that. And that was about four years ago. So we figured it was probably time to uh, do another one. So... Uh, we're going to be covering replacement and prevention effects this episode. Uh, so if you are going to go listen to episode 42, listen to episode 173 instead. It's, it's 45. Oh, is it 45? Yeah, it's 45. If you're going, if you're going to <laughs> accidentally say episode 43, say episode 45 instead. It's, uh, uh, and it was actually in August of 2012. So, uh, almost five years. That's so a kindergartner. Yes. Yes. <laughs> You could, you could, <laughs> you could cultivate a kindergartner. Uh, just for reference, because I looked it up now that I'm curious. Episode 42 is getting your priorities straight, which is that's a cute name. <laughs> I like that. Yes. That also, episode didn't replace Jess Dunks. No, no, it didn't. Skip, skip Jess Dunks, rather. Yeah, yeah 40, 45 uh, was on this episode. Skips uh, wasn't there. Not me. All right. So replacement and prevention effects. So we're going to start uh, talking about. What a replacement effect is. Uh, does anybody want to tackle this uh, beast of a topic? So you just want to tackle the whole topic? Yeah, the whole thing. I'm just going to. I'm actually going to go downstairs and drink myself into a stupor. So you guys knock yourself out. On this episode, we replace Brian Prilliman. Yes. yes. With a slobbering drunk. Uh, I'll tell. Sure. I'll tell you. I'll tell you about replacement. What, uh, Brian? Now that you said that, I'm gonna like loop you in on everything. So, Brian, what is a replacement effect? I'm just gonna ask. Can oh, you okay. tell me. <laughs> because sure. because we he tried to get out of it. <laughs> okay. So a, a replacement effect is is a, an instruction that tells you to do something other than what you would normally do. Um, it can apply immediately as part of resolving a spell or ability, or it can be like a continuous, it can apply continuously, um, uh, waiting to uh, affect the game later. So basically, uh, it's just, you would normally do X, but instead you're going to do Y. Uh, so the way, so the way you would re spot a replacement effect, typically they use the word instead. So, you know, um, uh, Instead of uh, instead of uh, if the creature would die this turn, uh, exile it instead. Uh, there's a there's a, a few other examples. My uh, my favorite replacement effect, simply because it's how I learned about replacement effects when I was learning how to play Magic. I was taught how to play by someone who really really liked rules dense things, and he pointed out to me uh, sulfuric vortex rather than just. Uh, like it's, it says if a player would gain life, that player gains no life instead. It's just a particularly daggery way to tell you that you're not gaining life. <laughs> yeah, there was, there are actually some interactions where that particular wording is is relevant as opposed to, and you know I can't remember them, but there was like an old an old uh, southeast dagger involving that card. Um, so what are some other uh, so. So you can look and if you see the word instead, you're probably talking a replacement effect. Are there any other keywords or key phrases that we might want to look for to tell a replacement effect? Skip. I uh, yes. So skipping is skipping is uh, uh, an example. Uh, for example, there's a, a card that says uh, Stonehorn Dignitary. There's not a lot of recent cards that <laughs> skip things. No, um, 
right, that says uh, when Stonehorn Dignitary enters the battlefield, target opponent skips his or her next combat phase. So skip is a special type of replacement effect. You're replacing something with nothing. Um, so you're, you're, yep, you're, that's a, that is a replacement effect. And then there's a, a few others. So something, something entering the battlefield with, or something happening as it enters the battlefield, uh, like, uh, 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 I'm trying so, so actually, hard. There's actually two to... forms of that. Like there's the, the, as this enters the battlefield, uh, well, really, uh, that, that tends to be like, this enters the battlefield in a certain way. Like this enters the battlefield tapped. As a thing or like um, a clone. Like right. Cavern of Souls, for example, says as Cavern of Souls enters the battlefield, choose a creature type. That's a replacement yeah. effect. It, it yeah, replaces it's... how it enters the battlefield with a slightly different way of entering the battlefield, which is hard for some people to really understand uh, because it's not replacing it with an entirely different event. It's like it's not just replace X with Y. It's more like replace X with X plus Y. Yeah, replace X with a slightly different X. Yes. With draw an yes. S, then draw a more different S. This 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 is my X uh, using calligraphy font. And this is my ex in Times New Roman. Right. And we're not going to bring up Comic Sans. Too late. Um, Did it? Crap. Don't think about the so, elephant. No. So one one of the one of the key things to remember. There's, so there's a lot of cards that say like as this enters the battlefield. Um, that's very different from when this enters the battlefield. You know. So uh, clone, for example, says you know as clone enters the battlefield, uh, uh, it you may choose for it to become a copy of another creature. Um, if that was a trigger, uh, says you may have clone enter the battlefield as a copy of any other creature on the battlefield. Now, let's just say that was a trigger. So, so if it instead said, when this enters the battlefield, yeah, make when, it a copy of something else? When clone enters the battlefield, make it a clone oh. of something else. Oh, no. We would have a sad clone that would never get to copy anything. Well, almost it would, never it get would, to copy anything. It would die immediately. Right, because it's a zero, zero. So it enters the battlefield as a zero, zero, zero. Trigger goes on the stack. And then if you listen to our state-based action, state-based action episode, uh, you'll know that it's going to die. So these, these things have to, that kind of helps you imagine when it's happening. It is happening as it is entering the battlefield. It's never on the battlefield, not as a thing, as a, a copy. Right. There's never going to be a chance to respond before that thing happens. It's just going to be happening as it is entering. And uh, there's also cards like, for example, Golgari Grave Troll. It uh, enters the battlefield with plus one, plus one counters on it for each creature card in your graveyard. So it is, when it's on in the on the battlefield, blam, it's got those counters on it. Yeah, and, and it counts the number of creatures in your graveyard before it would enter the battlefield, which I'm sure we're going to get. Uh, so uh, there's also a replacement effect called Regeneration. Mm-hmm. Uh, does anyone want to talk about that? Uh, yeah, Regeneration is interesting because it's, well i think it's interesting because it's often mistook. maybe that doesn't make it but uh it replaces being destroyed with instead removing the creature from combat removing all damage from it and tapping it and i said creature but it actually doesn't have to be a creature you can regenerate other things as well for example welding jar regenerates artifacts uh, the artifact doesn't necessarily need to be a creature. It just needs to be in the process of being destroyed for that replacement effect to apply. You, yes. it doesn't, it, you can put regeneration shields on things before they're actively being destroyed. Yeah, that's the weird thing about regeneration is it's really this kind of like two-part thing where the first part is this shield that says you... Uh, you have this replacement effect now. I have imbued you with this replacement effect. <laughs> you and... have a sweet new power. <laughs> and then uh, then when you would get destroyed, you use up your sweet new power, and it's no longer there because it's been, been replaced. Um, which is, But those bubbles can stack, right? Like, you can put multiple bubbles on there, and you only use one every time you'd be... Well, she... the... Yeah. People ha- seem to fundamentally have a lot of trouble with this because I think they don't have a generally have a great understanding of how replacement effects work. So they're like, well, it, it got destroyed, right? Well, no, if you're replacing it, that thing, the thing that would have happened doesn't happen anymore because we're changing it. So when somebody is like, but, but uh, they regenerate their whatever and their opponent's like, it still dies, right? Well, no. Right. 
Well, no, it doesn't. Yeah. That happens a lot, especially when things are in combat, because they don't realize it's being removed from combat. You know, they're like, right. oh, it's it's destroyed, but, like, it's still blocking my 6-6. Six, six. Right. So, so regeneration, while, while we were saying, like, spotting a replacement effect, they use the word instead, they use skip. As this enters the battlefield, this enters the battlefield with regeneration doesn't use that terminology, but when you look at the the expanded rules text for regeneration, the word instead is in there. Um, I think I think that's why they've kind of moved away from regeneration on new cards. I I think it's I think they've said it's just it's just complicated in general. Right. Like the, like people don't understand the 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 Wolverineness of the ability. Wolverine? Yeah. yeah. You know, it, regener- it just regenerates. It doesn't ever die, so it doesn't... No, okay. Yeah, also, yeah, when yeah. you regenerate, you gain claws and get a combat. Bonus. Yeah, got sweet claws, you say? Well, only if and you a have a cigar. Style. Yes, and uh, your creature refers to everybody as Bub afterwards. <laughs> but, um, so, And then there's one, one last phrase that says, as this permanent is turned face up, but that really only applies to like one or two cards, so we'll leave that as a, an offline experiment for the interested listener to find out what card that is, or cards that is. Some number of cards. Yeah, when we did this podcast, it was only like one card, but then cons came out, and it might actually be yeah. like three now. Um, so that's, that is what a, a replacement effect is in general. We're going to get into some specific rules in a bit, but we're also going to be talking about prevention effects. So what are those? Yeah, prevention effects are weird because prevention effects are very specific. They they wait for damage to happen and then do something with the damage, kind of like acting like that regeneration shield, and they either replace part or all of it. And, and it is effectively a replacement effect, and we treat it like a replacement effect, but it gets its own cool section of the rules because it's like, you know... Prevention is just like, ah, oh, we've got a badass over here. Um, and... <laughs> it just takes a step back and yeah. says, hey, whoa, hey, whoa. Um, oh, geez, I started laughing. I started coughing, just laughing. <laughs> it's called a loft. You're fine. Don't worry about it. A loft? Yeah, the a laugh, laugh cough. cough. Oh, so uh, how, do we, how do we know hmm, when, a, when a thing is a uh, prevention effect? Hmm? Uh, so this one's really hmm? easy. Uh it uses the word prevent. Dang. What? Dang. It's not like some magical list of like a whole bunch of complicated like, you know, when this is turned face up or as this is turned face up. And so the cool thing about prevention, and whenever you see prevent on a magic card, it's always going to refer to uh, damage. I'm like 98% sure that that statement is true. Um, and you're not going to have weird stuff like. You know, if somebody would attack, instead prevent it. Like, that doesn't happen. <laughs> prevent your opponent from taking their turn. Um, prevent The word prevent Skip. refers to damage. Yep. And we, we talked about... Uh, I, at this, I remember talking about pre- protection of the Hecma, because I was excited about saying Heck really loudly. Um, oh. that, and that is a new card. That the is Heck, a, you say. The Hecma. Oh. Yeah. For yeah. Mother's Day, you know. Oh. What the oh, heck, Ma? Yeah. Um, but that's a card that says if an opponent, if a source an opponent controls would deal damage to you, prevent one of that damage. That's that's a prevention effect. So that damage doesn't happen. Yeah. So that's so that's an example of it partially replacing the damage because it's it's you know if you get hit with five, it's going to replace it and it's going to say okay, well you're only going to be taking four. But if you get attacked by five one ones, how much damage do you take? You don't take any damage. What? What the heck? Ma. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we'll we'll actually get into that that specific rule in a in a bit. Um. So one one thing about both uh, replacement effects and prevention effects, those effects have to exist before the event that they are replacing. Okay. So if you have uh uh say like um if you have a Kalatas. Okay, and a creature just died because it got sacrificed or someone cast murder on it or what, something like that. You can't just play, like, flash in somehow Kalatas and say, okay, well, now that creature's going to die, so I get a zombie instead. Surprise zombie. Yeah. Are we just going to gloss uh, over the fact that he pronounced it Kalatas? Kalitas? Nobody, nobody knows how to pronounce that card. I will accept any and all pronunciations well, of that card. I was originally pronouncing it Cletus. 
because then they, <laughs> get, like, like Cletus, the... get in the truck. Well, like the character <laughs> from... That's the, the flavor of vehicles. It's just Cletus getting in the truck with his buds. It was, it was hilarious. It was, it was Cletus oh. the slack-jawed, you know, I vampire really, I really want to just play a deck with Cletus and, and vehicles now so Cletus can get in the truck over and over and over again. Cletus get in that there truck. <laughs> well, all right, then. Cletus is the train conductor now. I mean, I knew it wasn't pronounced that way, but I thought it was pronounced Kalidus. Uh, so I don't know how it's supposed to be pronounced, but every, if everybody pronounces it a certain way, in my opinion, that's the way it's pronounced, right? So It's Cletus. Like, it's, it's not Cletus. It's Kalitas. I've, I've heard a lot of Kalitas. Kalitas? Yeah. yeah I, think, I think I thought they said Kalitas. Like, I've used um, uh, limited resources as kind of like my pronunciation guide because Marshall's got a you know, know how to say those things. That seems relevant. It's so anyway, awesome. about our about our sneaky zombies. We don't get sneaky right. zombies. You don't get sneaky zombies because, and, and that's kind of one of those things where, of course you don't get sneaky zombies because the creature already died. Um, you can't, like, go back in time. Just like if you just took three from a lightning bolt, I can't be like, oh, well, I'm going to play this, uh, this spell that lets me prevent three dead. No, you just took it. You can do it's, it with lightning bolt on the stack, though. This is an important distinction. Right. Like if with uh, with the spell that's going to kill your creature, or, or actually their creature in the in the in the Cletus case, um, or your lightning bolt, uh, yeah, you can respond with it on the stack. But once it's already happened, you can't be like, oh well, now I'm gonna play it and and we're gonna go back in time. None of that. Yeah. That's... So if if you if you play a skull crack and I if I, if I if I play a lightning helix and you play a skull crack with my lightning helix on the stack. I still don't get to gain my life, lightning helix life. Yeah. So to yeah. be to be clear, um, skull crack prevents life gain. And so yeah, if you if you cast lightning helix and then somebody responds with a skull crack, that's correct. You will not be gaining. Lightning helix life was really hard to say, by the way. So I'm pretty proud of myself for being able to get through that. That lightning oh. helix life. Oh, that's good life. <laughs> not if you cast a skull crack. Whoa. Well, yeah, I guess if you don't ca- if you cast a skull crack, but if you don't cast a skull crack, or you uh, wait like... to cast the skull crack I mean, until I after I my lightning imagine, helix, I can't imagine any situation where you're like, and that was the life. Then it was still all good when they cracked some skulls. Just reminiscing about ah <laughs> uh, yes, the cracking skulls. Mm-hmm. The good old days. All right, so so let's let's get into uh, so we've kind of covered the generic uh, the the general principles between. Uh, uh, replacement effects and prevention effects. So let's get into, when I say the general principles, I mean the general concepts. So let's get into some of the more nitty-gritty uh, rules, concepts for replacement effects. And then we'll do uh, the rules behind prevention effects. And then we're going to go crazy, and we're going to talk about what happens when you start mixing and matching. It's too much stuff. You but, might even call yeah. that effects interacting. Uh, You can <laughs> I'll just call it. I'll just call it mix and match crazy land. You could be like, we're, this we're, is we're, my we're, this is my replacement effect, Mister Potato Head. We're Bogo on replacement effects right now. Yes. All right. So, um, so there's a a, a card uh called uh, insult in the new set that says uh, it says damage can't be prevented, and then it says if a source would deal uh damage to you this turn, it deal du- deals double damage instead. So that's that is totally not what that card says. If a no. source you if your source you control would deal damage this turn. What did I say? If a, if source, a source would deal would damage, damage to you. Oh, okay. It's you know, <laughs> those those are very different things. What's what's really funny is I've actually got what you said written down and I just read words that I made up. More different um, words. More different words. Yes. Okay, so damage can be prevented. If a source would deal damage this turn, it deals double uh, double that damage instead. So does that mean if I hit you with a lightning bolt, okay, uh, I'm going to double it, but then it's going to deal damage, so I get to double it again, right? So I get to do infinite damage with a lightning bolt? That'd be pretty sweet. Right. It almost sounds too good to be true, doesn't it? The, the replacement effect doesn't continue to replace itself forever. So it, it just... It does it. It does it the once, and you're happy with your with your six damage lightning bolt, and not your infi damage lightning bolt. I think that I would be happier if I got the infinite damage. I think your opponent would have a sad. 
Well, sure, but I mean, we don't we don't care about them, right? Like that's why the combat shortcut changed, right? Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> can, we some, can we get some air horns in here? Can we just get 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 the get the air horn sound effects up in this? Oh, right. So yeah, so it, you have a replacement effect. It's sitting out there, and it's going to apply the one time. And after it after it is applied to that event. Um, it's not going to apply anymore. Now, based on the replacement effect itself, it might uh, it might be like a, a, a continuous effect, and it might be able to apply to multiple things, like in this particular case, insult. If a source you control would deal uh, source you control would deal damage this turn, it deals double that damage instead. So, if you have multiple sources dealing damage multiple times, then it's going to apply. And it's going to double each one. It will d- apply to each of those things. It's, right. it's not going to apply multiple times to each one of those things. Right. Additionally, if if we if we have an, a, a replacement effect happen and it changes the way something occurs, so let's say we were talking about regeneration earlier. Uh, with regeneration, the opponents always say, "Well, doesn't it at least die if they have something that." triggers when something dies well no because the the it's tapped and removed from combat replaces the dying it never dies so the thing that would have happened never happens <laughs> there's a back to the future joke in there somewhere there are so many back to the future jokes we've, we've passed a few already i um, have never seen back to the future hold on have... side sidebar, sidebar for a second yeah Jess. we have chosen poorly Okay. I'll show myself out. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Good night. Knowing you all. I think. It's a good vetting, run. Yeah. The vetting process. I think uh, we found a hole in it. I've never seen Jurassic Park. Uh, I've I never mean, seen. So I've never seen Ghostbusters, and I don't think Brian can for that. I've also never seen Ghostbusters. Uh-huh. You're saying we need to get, get we out of your turn. Number them. I'm so upset right now. So it it, it we're we're replacing us with not us. So we never existed. There's also some some uh, replacement effects are going to replace card draws. Maybe it'll maybe it'll say like uh, you do you know if you're going to draw a card, I draw a card instead. Um, now what's what's one thing that was kind of neat about this uh, when when I was looking at the rules, it says these effects happen even if there's no cards uh, that could be drawn due to an empty library. Um, what is it those those words from way back in? Uh, it, um, the, you know the, the words. No, they were like words of war, words of waste. <clears throat> yeah, it was a they cycle were... of cards. It, it's, right, okay. it's, a, it's an old person magic reference. It is I... an old person magic reference, but it was. It, you'd pay some mana, and it'd be like, uh, you know, the next time you would draw a card, instead put a two-two bear into play. Okay, or the next time you would draw a card, don't, and instead, uh, all, each of your opponents discards a card. So, uh, what what's cool is. Even if you had completely run out of cards, you could continually activate this effect um, and not lose the game due to trying to draw from an empty library. Because instead, you were doing these other things. Right. Now, uh, dredge doesn't let me do that. If I only have... I can't I can't dredge... Uh, uh, replace my draw if I have an empty library with dredge. I say, you're right. So dredge... Three, for example, means as long as you have it actually has in the rules for dredge, as long as you have at least three cards in your library, if you would draw a card, you may instead put three cards uh, from the top of your library into your graveyard. So dredge actually has wording in it that bypasses. It is accounting for that problem and working around it. Right. Because that would be, I guess, just too easy. I'm trying to imagine how the game would work if it weren't like that. And I don't want to think about it. Well, thinking about Dredge in general is kind of a bad thing. <laughs> you're you're not wrong. I like Dredge. What's wrong with you? That's the only legacy deck I, I have is is Manalist Dredge. Uh, uh, listeners, um, would, do you really want to trust a guy that's never seen Ghostbusters? <laughs> uh, and plays Dredge. Right, I'm just I'm just saying I think those two things are kind of correlated. Okay, okay. So do, here, here's the another admission. Uh, here's the the reason that that is the only legacy deck I have is because Mandalus Dredge does not require me to buy the. It's lands way cheap. It's for, way cheap for legacy. 
I sold my legacy deck recently. I played Nick Fit. So, you know, another deck that does not require very many <laughs> lands. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I could have told you that, that Jess wants to the cheap decks because he's not going to pay the $3 at Target to get the Ghostbusters DVD <laughs> and watch it. It's probably on Netflix. I'm not going to spend the time to watch it. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yikes. All right. Breaking hearts over there. It is. It's upsetting. So let's uh, so let's go back to talking about something that's not upsetting, which is replacing card draws in the middle of a sequence of draws. Wait, I think this is still upsetting. That is kind of upsetting. So if for some reason you get yourself into a situation where you're drawn multiple cards, four or five, six cards, you know, whatever, pick your favorite prime number. Um, that's less than 60. Um, five. What? Well, sure. Um, so if... Uh, it's possible to get uh, like replacement effects in the middle of that sequence of draws. It's not easy, but it's possible. Um, and so if that happens, if your third draw is being replaced, um, you're going to uh, take care of that entire replacement effect before you resume drawing. So you're going to draw your first card, you're going to draw your second card, you're going to go to draw your third one, completely replace it uh, with whatever event, and then fourth, fifth, Right, and so this on. is this is relevant because you might have to draw five cards and then decide after you've seen the first two, well, now I want to dredge. Yep. Right, you have to, you can't do all your things at once and and then deal with your replacement effects. They need to happen as they're happening. Exactly. Technically, card draws happen one at a time, even if a card has you draw multiple cards. Yep. Uh, okay, and then here's one. Uh, so if... An action has you draw a card and then do something to that drawn that drawn card. Uh, if you replace that draw, then that thing that you were going to do on that drawn card, there's no there's no drawn card. There's no there's no way you can perform that action. This is another instance of what? No, that thing never existed, so we can't do that thing. Right. Now that's not the same thing as like draw a card and then discard a card. Those are two separate things. It's not like you're performing an action. On, on that on card. the drawn card specifically, so if you replace that draw, so you play a spell that's draw a card, discard a card, um, and you replace that draw with something, well, you're still gonna have to discard a card. They're they're they are separate actions. They're not tied to each other. Yeah. So uh, so now this 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 next section here. Um, so I tried to summarize it real all nice and clean and, and it, keep readable. Uh, it's yeah, it's I a could, lot. I couldn't. I tried and failed. So I replaced a reason. I replaced the reasonable attempt at, at phrasing it with just the block. Of the, just a paragraph of rules, um, and then some examples after it. Uh, does anyone want to try and tackle this, or do, do, does it fall to me? I I could try and tackle this. So some... God bless you. I forgive you. I forgive you for the Ghostbusters thing. <laughs> just oh, now much. we need now we need the air horns again. Uh, so. Uh, you want to talk about replacement effects that change how permanent and... Well, I kind of feel like we need to. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's a lot of them. There are a ton of these. So effects that modify how a permanent enters the battlefield are usually on the card itself. So, for example, a, a land might say, like, Black Leaf Cliffs says, this enters the battlefield tapped unless you control two or few other lands. Um... So that's a replacement effect that changes sometimes how this enters the battlefield. Um, they can also come from other sources. So, for example, uh, Thalia says that other permanents uh, enter the battlefield tapped. It's actually some subset of other permanents, but some things enter the battlefield tapped. And that doesn't apply to itself. It applies to other things. Um, so that's a, that is a replacement effect that applies to other objects. When something is entering the battlefield and you are trying to figure out which replacements effect apply and, and how they apply, uh, you need to look at everything that that exists and how it exists as that permanent would exist on the battlefield, taking into account other replacement effects. So if something's entering the battlefield, you go, if this were on the battlefield right now, what would it be? And then you go, are there any replacement effects that need to apply to that? And then you apply them, and then you keep doing this check until there aren't any replacement effects anymore. Yeah, yeah. You basically replace until you can't replace right. anymore. Yeah, and that's right. one of the things that happens with replacement effects. Uh, a lot of times what people will tell you or say is when there are a bunch of replacement effects happening, uh, you get to choose the order. 
that's not accurate. When there are a bunch of replacement effects happening, you get to choose the next one that happened. And then you check again to see if there are more that need to be applied. Yeah. Well, there there is there is an order to applying replacement effects. There, there is. Uh, very, yeah. It's and we'll we'll talk about that a little bit below. But so so if the thing's entering the battlefield and there's replacement effects that have already applied to it, you're going to take those into account. If there's any continuous effects that are going to modify what it's going to look like. Oh yeah, yeah, that too. So like if for example you have something if you have you have a uh, a blood mood in play. It says all your non-basic lands are mountain, um, and you have something else that says that, that affects how mountains enter the battlefield. Well, that that's also going to apply to this black loop. So let's let's this is so the rule itself is is kind of I'll, I'll just say it's obnoxious. So it's let's, very let's, word dense. Right. So let's just let's just use some talk to some examples then. Um, so one of, one of the examples is a, a card. This is this is from the comp rules. It talks about voice of all. Okay, so Voice of All is a creature that says, as Voice of All enters the battlefield, choose a color, and Voice of All has protection from the chosen color. Okay, so if you have something that creates a token uh, that's a copy for Voice of All, uh, that when that token, as that token is is created, you're going to get to choose a new color for it. You're not going to be copying that decision. Okay, so that's that's one one wording of what this this particular this particular rule does. And this this whole section of rule here applies to a lot of stuff. So there are several different ways, like that. So that's one example, but it applies to a lot of stuff that doesn't necessarily look anything like that one. So uh, the everyone's favorite card, Yixilid Jailer. Uh, that's a card that says cards in graveyards lose all abilities, uh, and Ahmed, there's a creature that enters the battlefield tapped just because that's what it says on the card. Anything that if that is put onto the graveyard onto the battlefield from the graveyard, it will enter the battlefield tapped. Right. And so the reason for that is we're going to look at the look at the replacement effect. Uh, we're going to look at it as it would be on the on the battlefield uh, and on the battlefield. It would have that ability. Um, so we're going to apply it as it's. Uh, entering the battlefield as it as it would enter the battlefield right um so so also in that in that rule it talks about where it talks about modifying uh such such effects may come from a permanent itself if it uh if they if they affect only that permanent so for example so we just talked about a card that says hey it enters the battlefield tapped uh there's a card called orb of dream uh that says permanents enter the battlefield tapped Okay. Uh, well, it's a permanent. So, in this particular case, if Orb of Dreams said Orb of Dreams enters the battlefield tapped, then Orb of Dreams would enter the battlefield tapped. But since it says permanence entered the battlefield tapped, um, it's applying to a larger set than just itself. So it doesn't. It's not going to enter the battlefield tapped. So I've just said all those these words, and that's one of the reasons why this this rule section this rules above is really wordy really really complicated uh because it just made the di distinction of oh well orb of dream enters the battlefield tapped and permanence enter the battlefield tapped behave differently uh uh for the purpose of orb of dreams Blech. so much right so so much so a a more recent example and this this kind of baked people's noodle uh back in <laughs> back during theros block so one of the questions – there was this card called uh, Blind Obedience, and Blind Obedience uh, basically said – I think it said uh, artifacts artifacts and creatures. Uh, yeah, Blind Obedience. Right. Uh, so so Jess has a Blind Obedience, and Your opponent's I have the battlefield a, uh, one of the gods, one of the devotion gods uh, in my hand. Uh, and what uh, – for those of you that weren't playing during Theros Block, one of the themes of the gods were uh, – if you had a certain number of devotion, um, they would be creatures. Otherwise, they were enchantments. Um, and this was a this was a continuous effect. So the question was, uh, there was a lot of questions of, well, I have this god in my hand. It's a creature in my. It's a creature card in my hand. If I play it, is it going to enter the battlefield tapped or not? And so in this particular case, you would you would apply this particular rule by looking at. 
Um, okay, let's say I have an Erebos and I have no other creatures. Um, it is going to enter the battlefield as uh, uh, looking at it, how it would exist on the battlefield. It would be an enchantment. So it's going to enter the battlefield. It's not going to enter the battlefield tapped. If I had like 20 uh, scathe zombies or whatever the standard equivalent is. If you to- had four or more devotion to black. Well, well let's, 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 let's. Okay, okay. Sorry. Well, I was gonna, I was five gonna, or more. Yeah, if you had five, five or more. more um, we'll get we'll get into that that week <laughs> in just a second. My bad. Um, if you have five or more devotion, you'd say, okay, Erebos is going to be a creature on the battlefield. When I when I cast it, uh, it's going to come into play tapped because of blind obe- because of blind obedience. Now, the part that really baked people's noodle, especially with this with this particular rule, was let's say I had so Erebos, uh, his magic number is five. Uh, if you have five or more devotion, he's a he's a creature. If you have four or less, he's a, an enchantment. Um, so where on the Venn diagram does he fall when, right. when you have four? So when I have four, I would look at uh, Erebos as he exists on as he would exist on the battlefield. Um, the way this particular rule is set up and the the wording on it is Erebos on the battlefield. Uh, you would look at his characteristics, but because there's only uh, four actual creatures on the battlefield, great, uh, four, act- sorry, four um, black devotion. mana symbols, like you only have four devotion, he would actually be an enchantment. Right, so devotion isn't a characteristic, which means it's not one of the things that uh, the game is checking. Right, so even though he's on the, you would say like, but if I treat it like he's on the battlefield, then I've got five devotion, therefore he's a creature, therefore he's tapped. He's not, but yeah. But he's not there right now. Yeah, you look at him as he would exist, well, he would only have there would there's only four devotion right now, so he would exist as he would if there was four devotions on the battlefield, which is an enchantment doesn't does enters the battlefield untapped, and then suddenly you have now five devotion and he's a creature and he's untapped and he's untapped and mind is blown. I really hope you listeners are not like you know driving what just or happened? right because if you were driving you were probably just like what I don't understand. And now I, 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 if I rewind, then I'm going to get lost and not be able to find where I am because um, you're out in the wilderness somewhere. You just picture every, everyone's driving around in the middle of I, the I, Yeah, well, I mean, they need to go to Target to get the Ghostbuster video. Um, oh, right, right, yeah. right. Okay. That, uh... <laughs> Oof. Now that everyone's brains are thoroughly fried. I, let's talk about self-replacement crazy. effects. I really like self-replacement effects. Um some effects of a resolving spell or ability, uh, they replace part or all of what that spell or ability does. So, for example, a self-replacement effect would be like Dissipate says uh, counter target spell. If it is countered this way, uh, exile it instead of putting it into its owner's graveyard. Um, so the first thing it does is says counter the spell, which has a very specific meaning to the graveyard. And then it says, but wait, don't do that thing I just instead said. Instead of that. Instead, do this do this slightly different thing that I said. And since it's all, it, it's it's a replacement effect that's on a card that replaces uh, part of an ability from earlier. Now, I do want to be very clear about something that people often get confused about. Just because there is a replacement effect on a card that happens to affect that card, that doesn't mean it's a self-replacement effect. And, and people often get that confused. They'll be like, oh, this this changes the way it enters the battlefield. So it's a self-replacement effect. No, it's not. It has self-replacement. To, go ahead. It has to modify something else that that card is doing. Exactly. Exactly that. Yeah. Um, so, for example, um, Burst Lightning uh, says, do this much damage. Uh, but if you kicked it, do this other amount of damage instead. And it replaces the first part with the second part. Uh, cards with Overload uh, replace uh, instances of, of one text part with another text part. Um Although that's not actually a text change. Like, anyway, yeah. Um, so the uh, the point being that in order for something to be a self-replacement effect, it has to not just affect the object it was printed on, but it actually needs to affect something else. That yeah. So so like uh, another example, uh, faith, faith's shield. Okay, this is a, a faithful hour. This is a, a little-known faithful uh, a card from what. Uh, 
Dark Ascension. Dark right? Ascension. Yeah. Yep. So so it's for a white. It's target permanent. You control gains protection from the color of your choice until end of turn. All right. Seems target permanent. That guy right there. It has fateful hour. If you have five or less life, instead, uh, uh, you and each permanent you control gain protection from the color of your choice until end of turn. So what we have is we have a spell effect that says, hey, you're going to do X. And then on the card itself, it's like, oh, but if there's this other condition here, you're going to do Y instead. It's a self-replacement effect. Um, as We're, as we're going to change the thing we just did. Yeah, we're going to change... There, there's this spell you are going to resolve, and you're going to try and give target permanent a th- uh, a protection, and I'm going to change that protection to everybody gets protection. And, and what's interesting about that is it happens on resolution. You don't get to uh, you don't get to decide. Uh, you, you you still have to have a target when you cast it. Yep. Right. Just because you the the fateful hour effect exists, the fateful hour condition exists, doesn't mean that you don't need to target something. You still need to target something. Why repl- why self-replacement effects are going to become important? It's They're going to be important when we start combining uh, replacement effects with other – with self-replacement effects with other replacement effects. When we start to BOGO. When we start to BOGO, yes. So that is, uh, in, a, in a nutshell, uh, replacement effects all by their lonesome. Uh, so now we're going to talk about prevention effects, and then we're going to start going crazy and combining this stuff. Uh, prevention effects, they're pretty similar to replacement effects. Um, they, as a group, they don't have a single duration. Uh, they're basically, it's dependent on the effect that, that created them. Some are going to last until used or until end of turn or until your next upkeep. So they, they don't have a single set duration. Some of them will let you know when they, when they do. Um, some prevention effects uh, also include uh, an additional effect. So uh, an example of this would be Deflecting Palm. Okay, uh, Deflecting Palm says uh, the next time a source of your choice would deal damage to you this turn, prevent that damage. Okay, there's your prevention effect. Oh, but it has an additional effect that says if damage is prevented this way, Deflecting Palm deals that much damage to that source's controller. Um, this card has caused so much strife for so many players. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, uh, so what's going to happen there is, uh, that prevention, uh, occurs at the time of the original event. So if you're going to take damage, uh, deflecting palm is going to kick in and replace that with not taking any damage. And then the additional effect happens immediately after that. So immediately after you don't take damage from that creature, um, my five five. Your five five deflecting palm is going to turn right around and deal that damage, uh, that much damage to that con- that source's controller immediately after. No, nothing in between. Do not pass go. It's just I don't take five. You take five. Done. Mm-hmm. Dang. Mm-hmm. Um, again, back to uh, things. If they didn't happen, if a thing is prevented, it doesn't happen. So uh, if I have a creature with lifelink. And Jess has a creature, uh, I have a white creature with lifelink, and Jess has a creature with protection from white. Part of protection is that it, it prevents the damage, so I won't get to gain my life because that damage was never dealt. Now, the, m- most of the cards that have that kind of effect with damage work in exactly the way it is. one card that is a little bit different uh, called Harm's Way, which is not a replacement effect. I'm sorry, it's not a prevention effect. It's just a regular old replacement effect that changes uh, damage being dealt to one thing with the same damage being dealt to something else. It's very strange. But if you see that card, don't get tripped up by it. Yeah, they they used that template like one time and it caused a lot of weird <laughs> they, interactions. They realized this was perhaps not a great idea. Right, because the damage still has other qualities attached to it, like lifelink and death touch. Right, and it, it, did, it did weird things with Planeswalkers too. Yep. Mm. So yeah, so Harm's Way, they don't do that a whole lot anymore. They don't do that templating anymore. So uh, you can probably study and use that to use Harm's Way to trip up, uh, trip up your friends and impress your neighbors. Don't be, don't be that person. Come on now. Unless, unless they ask you to be that person. Don't be, don't be the, don't be daggers. That's what? not nice. Oh, uh, because someone, someone might, might want to hit you, and we don't want to put you in Harm's Way. I walked right into that. 
so let's so sometimes if a if a prevention effect, it might refer to like a specific amount of damage, like prevent the next five damage or prevent the next X damage based on the spell. Um, what that works like is so if it says prevent the next three damage, that's going to work like three one point shields. So if you know if you get lightning bolted, well that's going to absorb all three points. Uh, but if you get if you get hit uh, with a you know attacked with three little one one creatures, uh, that's also going to absorb all three. Um, so you know they're they're treated as three little one point shields. In those type of effects, we count the amount of damage, not the amount of sources. Thanks for being more eloquent about that than I was, Brian. I yeah. appreciate it. <laughs> um, now, in, in this, I guess. So the 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 Hecma thing is on 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 the flip side of it. If the if the production reduces the amount from a source, it applies each time the source damages you. Um, so if it's you know uh, as we were saying earlier, if something says like, hey, anytime a source would deal damage to you, it does one less, uh, and you've got something that can just repeatedly ping you for one point of damage, well, you're never going to take damage from it because it's still only dealing one damage each time, and right. each time that one damage is being prevented. Right. Uh, old, old school stuff. It's Cross- uh, uh, pestilence. <laughs> Pay a black, deal one damage to something. It's not tap five black and deal five damage to something. It's it's still happening in individual instances. Right. So what do we do if something says damage can't be prevented, but we have one of those effects? Uh, so anything, all these, all the prevention effects will still essentially try to happen. They're uh-huh. just not going to work. But it also is not going to use up any of your of your of your shields, as Ryan was saying, because because, right. so because it's not says, So I have something that says, you know, this damage can't be prevented uh, this turn, and there's a shield that lasts longer than a turn. That that would not get used up. Correct. Cool. That that can't be prevented stuff getting through my bubbles. Yeah, just just because yeah. it says it it can't be prevented doesn't mean we're not going to try. But it also doesn't mean we didn't we didn't succeed at replacing that so or succeed at preventing that so we're still gonna yeah. be able to prevent that later once right, we're able right. to prevent we, things we did, again we didn't actually it looked it went i'm gonna replace this oh wait i'm not and then it didn't <laughs> pretty much uh all right so that's uh that is replacing effect or sorry prevention effects is it bogo time uh, <laughs> everything th- must go i think it i think it is bogo time <laughs> So so what what happens if I've got like more than one of these things? I've got, you know, uh we've been talking about like Hecma and we've been talking earlier we talked about uh uh whatever that that aftermath furnace to wrath card is his name I'm suddenly insult to injury. <laughs> uh, aftermath furnace of wrath card. Aftermath furnace of wrath card. That's insult to injury. I thought he was trying to rap there for a second. This is some good uh, rhyming. Really? I no. <laughs> it's like I can only rap on paper and only after like three to four hours of of uh, writing. I thought you were going to say heavy drinking, but uh, no. I thought he was going to make a, like a Christmas present wrapping. Oh. oh, I can only rap with like three things of eggnog and some tape. Right. Yes. Lots of ribbons. Right. All right. So interaction of replacement effects and prevention effects all combined. So obviously uh, these use the stack and go in app nap order, right? So if I've got multiple of these things, they're just like triggers. So they go on the uh, stack. No, uh, no, 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 Brian. Stop. What? Oh well, I... see, I'm I'm making a joke, like uh, like I'm telling players to like roll to determine winner, you know, like cardboard no. crack, like the cardboard crack comic. And then we double down. Yeah, that's yeah. 100 how that works. How could you yes. not believe? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness, no. No. <laughs> I understand that Brian believes this to be true, but I just can't back him up on it. What? It's not app nap order? Well, how, do you, so, how are you supposed to figure this out then? Okay, so you've got replacement and or profession effects that are trying to modify the same event. Then you look at the, the object that's being affected or the player that's being affected, and that player or, or the object's controller... Uh, chooses which of those replacement effects apply. Once that choice has been made, we check to see if there are any other replacement effects that still need to apply, and we just keep going through this with these choices until there aren't any replacement effects. 
Um, so that's that's true with 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 one exception. There is an order for certain kinds of replacement effects. Uh, so the first one is self-replacement effects, which we already described. Self-replacement effects are always applied before any other effect. Nobody makes any choices there unless you have multiple self-replacement effects, and then you choose the order. Okay. I don't think I can't think of a way that that can happen actually. General, generally uh, not. But but okay. So let's get get this straight. This is this is an exception to what we were talking about. You get to choose them in any order you want, but except these these things. Okay. Yeah, there there are three. There are three that that we care about. The first one is self replacement effects. Okay. So I have to do. The, uh, I have to. I must choose to do that first. Yeah, and then the second one is if somebody casts the card, gather specimens. <laughs> uh, like this is the only card that does this. Yeah. Um, and it, what it does is it changes whose control a card enters the battlefield under. Um, so that replacement effect has to apply next, and then the next replacement effect that that applies after those is uh, becoming a copy of another of something object, else. Yeah. Uh, another object on the battlefield. And, and that was that was added simply because of uh, Essence of the Wild, because it had some weird interactions no. with other other cards. Was it was it Essence or was it really gathered? Because the question the question was, um, if I like if I just gather specimens, you cast clone and I cast gather uh-huh. specimens. The question still, which who of us gets to decide uh, <laughs> What it's gonna cl- like, what, like, what the clone I, is? Right. One of us is gonna get to decide who who gets the clone, and it makes sense. Well, no, no, no that was that was uh that was the gather specimens rule was added because of that, but um the clone rule. The clone rule was added because of because of weirdness. With, oh, right, uh, because uh, what, Carter, essence, of, essence the of the wild because you had things like uh not not uh not Hellbent. It was that one that lets you decide whether it came into play with a plus one, plus one counter, and if it did, it yeah, block. Exactly. Um, Morbid. Morbid would be like, okay, well, what if I applied the effect that changes how it enters the battlefield, uh, and then I make it a copy of something else? Can I do that? And the answer is no, no, you can't. Rakdos, um, the Rakdos ability? It was the Rakdos so, ability from the Return to Ravnica block. Uh, well, uh, uh, Unleash also. Um, Unleash. There um, you go. But Morbid, Morbid was in the same set. Okay. Well, Morbid wasn't in RTR. No, no Morbid was. Uh... No, but neither was. It was, oh, yeah, it was in the, yeah, it was in the same set as Essence of the Wild. Got it, got it, got it, got it. I see what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> so I see where you went with that. Now you thought I meant same. I get yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, um, so do you want to tell me more about this gather specimens and clone thing? Oh yeah. Okay. So gather specimens says if an effect would. I'm sorry. If a creature would enter the battlefield under an opponent's control this turn, instead it enters the battlefield under your control. Sweet. Uh, so, if my opponent casts a clone, the question is, who gets to decide what it's cloning? Does my opponent get to decide, and then it enters the battlefield under my control, or does it enter the battlefield under my control, so I get to decide? And the answer is that because we have this order, uh, Gather Specimen says it's entering the battlefield under my control, which means I will get to decide what it's entering the battlefield as a copy of. The clone effect happens after the Gather Specimen effect. Right. Right, it's it's gonna be yeah. You get to you get to pick the the order, but you have to pick the self replacements first. <laughs> this then, isn't this isn't an option. Right, it's it's like uh, it's you like pick the order, but only if you choose this one. It's <laughs> like when you're a kid and your your folks ask you where you want to go to dinner, and you say McDonald's, and they're like, mm, no, you're gonna I mean, ch- right. You, that's not really an option. You're going to California Pizza Kitchen. You're like, oh, yeah, well, it's 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 actually like. With like my my three year old niece does this all the time where she'll want something and I'll be like no we're not gonna do that here are two options that I would be okay with which one of those do you want yep. um, <laughs> right <laughs> yeah so so you handle the self replacement effect first then you do gather specimens and if no one casts gather specimens you don't got to worry about it uh, then you do any of the copy stuff and then you do any of the other effects which kind of makes sense because if you're copying oh say a land and that land has a I enter tapped unless you pay two life. You know you're gonna you're gonna do the you're gonna apply the copy first, right? Because uh, you're gonna say, okay, well I'm gonna copy that uh, that shockland, and, and now then... it's gonna end, and then the shockland effect is gonna gonna kick in, and I get to decide whether or not to pay uh, to play a tapped or, or take two. You don't somehow get to get around the 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 shockland question by choosing to do that first. 
Um, yes. I like that that question mark at the end there. <laughs> Bird? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna apply that effect. Well, it's not a copy of the thing yet, so it right. doesn't exist for me to apply I, it. I can't do that because that's not a thing. And that's the re- the reverse happens with some replacement effects where a thing might happen to it, but you choose a repli- you choose to apply things in a way where one of the things that could have happened can't happen anymore because of what the other things you chose to apply. So yeah, so we keep going through this process until until no new replacement effects apply, um, and going and going through this process can can make previous replacement effects no longer applicable, or even bring in new ones. So it's sort of if if you're mixing things up and you're actually I don't have a good example prepared for this, but a, a replacement effect suddenly might apply. Like uh, if you have a replacement effect that says uh, if you take damage. Um, uh, take one one additional damage. Okay, that replacement effect's sitting out there, and you have an effect, and you're going to draw a card, and then someone plays something that says, uh, if you're going to draw a card, instead take one damage. Uh huh. Well, so I'm going to replace my draw with taking one damage, and now that I've taken one damage, take, I'm going to take one damage. The other replacement effect of take one more is going to kick in, and I'm going to take two. But before. I was just going to draw a card. There's no damage involved. So that replacement effect didn't really apply. It's like this weird chain where you can sort of get yourself set down one course of motion that would have otherwise not like a chain reaction. Right. And and at that initial time, there wasn't two replacement effects to choose from. It was it was just, well, I'm going to draw a card and something's replacing that drawing the card with taking damage. So that's my only choice. So I got to apply that. Oh, and now there's another another one's brought in. Another example of this would be like, if I cast Sculpting Steel, which says to uh, which enters the battlefield as a copy of an artifact I control. Okay, mm-hmm. um, and my opponent um, uh, has a a card that says something like creatures your opponent control uh, enters the battlefield uh, with a minus one minus one counter or something. Just making some. But let's say they had something like that. Um, and I decided to copy an artifact creature with Sculpting Steel, then we end up in, in this boat where there wasn't... Uh, there was one replacement effect, that, but because of the choice I made when applying the first replacement effect, it created a, a situation where another one needed... Yep. yep. So so let's let's go through... It's kind of a, a, a classic example. Uh, so Furnace of Wrath is a card that basically, if, if a source would deal damage, it deals double that damage instead. Okay. And protection from Hecma says if a uh, source is going to deal damage to you, it deals one less damage. So the question is, if if the Furnace of Wrath is out, a protection from Hecma is out, and I lightning bolt Brogan's face, uh, how much damage is Brogan taking? It depends on how smart I am. Well, well, <laughs> let's let's go through all possibilities. Brogan. Well, how smart are you, yeah. Brogan? Uh, Show us. Oh no! <laughs> it's like, okay, so. Uh, I have I I'm getting targeted by this lightning bolt and I am b- about to take some damage. Um, and I have two things that are potentially changing how I'm taking that damage. Uh, one is the furnace of wrath and one is the protection of the hegma. So let's say I say okay, well let's just double that first to get that out of the way. So I take I look at that three damage. I double it, and then I say, okay, is there anything else that still applies here? And I see this protection of the Hecma, and so I'm taking six, and then I reduce that by one, and I take five. Five damage for one red, one red mana? Sounds good to me. All right. And in an alternative universe, where I say, aha, if I reduce this first, and instead of, instead of taking three, I would like to take two... I can I'd say great and then I see oh no I still have to double this. I instead take 4. Which is less than what the alternate universe Brogan would have taken. Wait wait, 4 is less than 5? I know it's it's astounding. Everything I know is topsy turvy. Hmm. I don't know, it checks out. I I <laughs> I got my calculator here. I did the math. I appreciate your math. I did the proof. Uh He's like an engineer or something. 4 is indeed Less than five, but only Ooh. only if four is really small. 
I was going to say, I'm sure there's some scientific way to prove that four is equal to five. See, I drew the four smaller on the page, <laughs> so it's it's less than five. It's less than five, yeah. Yeah, because I, I, I made it smaller. You used a four for scale. I did. <laughs> um, the four, Here's a picture of a five, four for scale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So now let's let's uh, let's add this in. So I want to. So Brogan has the most obnoxious of all planeswalkers, uh, Jace. Uh, Which it really Jace? doesn't. It really doesn't matter. It's all. They're all the most annoying planeswalker. All right. Um, My hair needs so, to be swoopier. So she has she has a Jace, and I'm going to want to bolt Jace. Okay. Well, okay. You're going to want okay. to bolt Jace. I, I'm going to want to bolt Jace. So ultimately, because we know how the Planeswalker redirection rule works, it's going to go through you into Jace. Uh, so how would we how would we apply these replacement effects then? So I've got... Yeah, that flavor makes no sense when you put it that way. Yeah, I agree. That's <laughs> dumb. Um, so because Brogan is, has a Jace, and the Jace is supposed to be doing the thinking for her, I'm phoning a friend to Jess... To help me figure out how to save my Jace. Okay, so uh, the Planeswalker redirection rule, as it turns out, is a replacement effect. What? Shocking. But I thought it went through me. We've got the lightning bolt. Uh, the lightning bolt would go to me. Now, I have three different replacement effects I could apply. If I apply the Furnace of Wrath first, it's six damage. And that leaves me with two replacement effects that I could apply. If I apply Protection... Uh, if I apply Hecma first, then uh, there's only uh, it prevents all but one of the damage, right? Or uh, it prevents, prevents one of that. Prevent, damage? prevent one of that damage. One of the damage. So it prevents yep. one of the damage at least with five, which could then be chosen to either go to me or redirect to Planeswalker. So uh, if we have the uh, furnace, so if I order the reducing first, then we have two damage, and then Furnace of Wrath, which makes it double, so four damage that go Planeswalker. If I order Planeswalker first, uh oh, <laughs> uh, then we have three damage to the plane that, they, that can be directed to the Planeswalker. Uh, if I order the Hecma first and then go hold to on, the Planeswalker, on. so once the, once Why? that damage would go to Jace, that damage is no longer going to my brain, so none of the other ones apply anymore. Not to your brain, right? That's right, right? Because so, because those cards say you, not your Jace. So if you, if you in this particular case where I have a furnace of wrath which deals doubles the damage done to you or uh, to a player or a creature, I have protection from Hecma which reduces damage dealt to me. If we straight up send the damage to the planeswalker straight off, furnace of wrath's replacement effect and protection from Hecma don't apply. Right. So the ideal correct situation is to uh, apply Hecma first to reduce it to damage. And then apply the Planeswalker redirection. And then Furnace of Wrath never happens. Exactly. Right. Assuming that they choose to deal the damage to Jace. They might still just be like, no, I'm going to brain you. So. And then you're like, oh, crap, because now I'm taking four. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Because the the Furnace of Wrath suddenly goes like, oh, did I hear that you're not redirecting to Jace? Oh, my. I've been waiting for this moment this entire interaction. (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) At at what point does my opponent have to decide whether or not they want to do that and um, do i have to, and do i have to say well i'm going to choose to apply these things in this way opponent what would you like to do so in in, in a technically correct world you say i'm ordering this effect I'm, I'm ordering this effect first and then this effect and then when you get to the planeswalker redirection effect they choose um in real world where players play magic uh what's <laughs> probably going to happen is they're going to go i'm going to lightning bolt your jace and you're going to go, okay, he takes four. And nobody's going to say anything unless, <laughs> unless people are confused, at which point uh, that's you explain it. But another thing that might happen is maybe you haven't mapped it out and realized what the best possible option is. And he goes, I'm going to lightning bolt your Jace. And Brogan goes, okay, I guess Jace takes five and he's dead. Yep. And, and then she puts it in the graveyard. That's also okay because that is a legal outcome. Right. All of all, all there are a lot of possibilities here, and as long as ideally in a, in, a, in a perfect world for me, my person who is getting my Jace beat up, I will think about. I will look at the flowchart in my head of how all these things could possibly apply because it really is a flowchart. 
of of that's how I like to look at replacement effects. It's like if I do this, okay, now what can happen? If I do this, okay, now what can happen? Uh, as long as what happens is something that could have happened based on my decisions, we're we're okay. Replacement effects and prevention effects and combining them uh, really. It, it all seems kind of complicated, but really, if you just remember, because we talk about safe self-replacement effects applying and modifying, gather specimens and making copies and stuff like that. Really, as long as you remember, hey, if I got multiple things that are affecting multiple replacement effects that are affecting me, I get to choose the order. Um, unless you're gathering we, specimens. Unless, yeah, <laughs> but no, no one. This isn't. <laughs> this isn't like you know weird EDH time. I mean, I, I, I realize Are you that. Sure, it's not. No. Okay. Um, we got a lot of rules nerds out there, and there's probably going to be some people that go out and say, like, "Ooh, there's a weird exception case dealing with gathered specimens. Let me go buy some to create this weird corner case." Um, but uh, the general gist is choose to apply them in the order that you want to if you're the one that's being affected by it, and uh, and, and sometimes that part- will. Yeah, lead to different things happening. Yeah, and, and but most times you'll be able to come up with something uh, intuitive that is also legal. The perfect world. The perfect world. Yes. So, uh, is there any news? I mean, that's that's kind of wrapped up. Is there anything that you guys want to talk about? Uh, replacement effects or prevention effects or anything like that? Anything else? Uh, neat. Uh, there, no, there is. There is, in fact, no news that I can. Uh, there may be some by the time the episode comes out, but I got nothing. Common cat's pretty sweet. That's news. Amonkhet is... I, I really dig this set. And uh, Zombies zombies won the Pro Tour. Yeah. Great. That made me really happy. Super flavorful. It tastes like yeah. sawdust, as we discussed. And or what? chicken nuggets. Yep. Brian doesn't remember comparing nope. chicken nuggets to saw, sawdust, but it happened. Nope. Don't, no recollection of that. Was it... Yeah. So. Was last episode? Yep. It was. Okay. It was well, that's good. I'm glad you guys didn't say, like, nah, it was when we were talking about burst lightning and self-replacement effects. <laughs> ago. It's like, oh, crap, it's happening but, already. But yes, the flavor the flavor of zombies winning is the flavor of McDonald's chicken nuggets. <laughs> I like chicken nuggets. I don't know what your problem is. Uh, so do I. Brian's the one with the problem. Uh, I, okay. Um, <laughs> so now that we're talking about sawdust chicken nugget zombies... Uh, I think that's probably time to uh, to end the podcast. Wrap, wrap up our evening. Wrap up our uh, – thank you all so very much for listening. Uh, we love you, uh, our dear listeners, very, very much, but not that much. Um, yes. So – but uh, we can we can elevate that. If you do, go and rate us five stars on iTunes. So please uh, do that. Subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. You may contact us at judgecast at gmail.com. You can like us on facebook.com slash judgecast. Uh, Follow us on twitter.com slash judgecast. And check out our archive at judgecast.com. That's right. I think that about wraps it up. So I'm just going to say thank you for listening to episode 173. My name is Jess Dunks. I keep it fair. Oh, man. I still keep it fun, right? I'm... Yes. I mean, it, it, awesome. If you want to. All right. Yeah. No, it's so fun. Uh, I'm Brogan, and I also I keep it fun. Uh, I'm Brian Perlman, and I keep reducing damage by one. Or doubling it. Either or. Talking about regeneration. Hello and welcome to JudgeCast. My name is Brian Perlman. I am joined, as always, I should probably uh, do another 10 seconds of silence and start over again because I didn't do the episode number.